Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, HH. Yeah, we do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. What are you doing? If you're listening on Spotify, follow. Support the podcast. Um, we have a Patreon page. Um, we have a lot of stuff that's going on now. We're doing videos, gaming, obviously the, the extras that we do every week. If you like the podcast and you're able, I know some people are probably listening to this and, you know, they're in high school or college and they don't have any money. But, you know, if you're able and you have a kind of giving heart, look into it. And uh, we appreciate everybody that's ever given, that's that continues to give. It really means a lot. So check us out in the Patreon links to everything that we just discussed are, are basically in the description. So have hope. Where can people find you? Websites, man. Um, What do you want to start out with? Pep. <laughs> What about Pep, man? That statement is one of, is the biggest part of crap I've ever read, read in my life. You know, they spent $700 million since he arrived. Sterling. Raheem. <laughs> yeah. $700 million Sterling. Um, Raheem, rather. Um, what is he playing at by coming out with that? Because the only explanation is that it's a very, very weird mental tactic. Really weird. It's like a weird reverse psychology alternative tactic that he's using. But I think even if it's reverse psychology, I think it's actually poor reverse psychology, <laughs> you know, because it's like, it's the statement, it's so ludicrous that if let's say I was a Man City player, I'm like, wait, how is that supposed to work? If this is taking pressure off of us, because we are a team who got 198 points over two seasons. We know how good we are. We know how we completely dominated the domestic league. And we know that we have underachieved in Europe based on just how amazing we've been in one of the best leagues in the world. So by you coming out and saying, oh, we are not really ready for the level of Liverpool and everything, they were like, so we got all those points by luck then? <laughs> so you see, like, even if it's reverse psychology, it still doesn't work then. So the statement makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. It makes sense if Pep knows he can't come out and say, I wasn't backed, I need better players. Let's give Pep the credit that he knows how much money he spent since he arrived. He knows what the media would say if he came out and said, you know, I need a center back, I need another full back, I need another central midfielder, I need maybe another winger. Like All the places that he might think he needs help, he can't necessarily come out and say, I need help. Because then people are like, oh, so you just want to spend more money? Like, even me, like, when I read the comments, I was like, oh, so you want to spend another billion? Is that what you want? That's what you want to do? It's it's kind of flippant, and, you know, you can make fun of him in that way. So he's come at it in an angle like, my team is doing the best it can, but it's not enough. I'm not even mad with my players. It's just that what we're not able to maintain the level that we've kept over the past two years. And, in a way, I think he knows that, the reason Liverpool are so good is because of Man City. Man City drove Liverpool to up their level. Like last year, they then they get 98, 97 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah and they still lost. So yeah. Liverpool have just kept that pace, whereas Man City have kind of fallen off. You could call it like the malaise of winning a domestic treble and whatever the case may be. I'm not quite sure what it might be. But I think he knows he needs help. Or it's the end of the road and he's, you know, angling <laughs> for maybe like, yo... I need that severance package if y'all gonna get rid of me. <laughs> he wants to get sacked. I don't know. I don't think he wants to get sacked. I'm just saying, like, maybe it could be. Like, I'm just thinking of what that mm. statement could mean. Like, you could, you're, you're saying you don't understand. I'm like, maybe these could be things that are going through his mind. 
maybe he doesn't even know what the problem is. So he's just saying stuff. I mean, I mean, do you see him staying at Manchester any longer? I mean, because for me, I thought it would be like three years and done. But see, the closest that Pep has been to this situation was his first year at Man City. Mm-hmm. Like he's never really struggled as a manager. Where okay now you're like yeah, yeah now things are really not going with the only time it was this was like the first season, but then like okay, it was only the first season, new team and everything. There's not a lot of pressure on the Champions League now. That and the FA Cup are the only real major trophies. It looks like if that you can win unless Liverpool have the most cataclysmic meltdown of all time, which is still so, possible, by the way. Okay, so like for the past couple of weeks, you've been saying I, I still think City will win. Have you kind of come over to the the dark side, as it were, and like you kind of what would I say? Accepting the inevitability of a Liverpool title? Um, because Leicester, like, all praise to Leicester, but nobody's really looking at that gap. No. They're looking at the gap between Liverpool and Manchester City and thinking 14 points. That's five L's for a team that hasn't lost yet. And you have to win every game. You can't drop one point and they have yeah. to lose five times. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. So Anything is possible, bro. You really think Liverpool are going to eat five L's and Man City won't lose again? Bro, I, I think anything is possible. That's what I, you <laughs> sure I said. Anything is possible. I mean, any, okay, any, if anything's possible, you know, Watford could end up in the top four. Like, okay. Yeah, well, well, apart from that, some things are not so much possible. Like, you know, Watford are still in single digits. <laughs> <laughs> it's December, and I think they have nine points, maybe? It's bad. Either way, I think a lot of people like when Pep struggles, though. Me included. <laughs> Why do you think that, that, that is because of the documentary? People detracted from Pep before the documentary. The documentary was just confirmation of what everybody kind of assumed about the man. The idea that, you know, Reichard wins, I think, two, two La Ligas. He wins a Champions League. He's the one that in, he's playing Messi. He's playing Iniesta. He's playing Xavi Puyol. All Pep kind of does is just, okay, Eto, you can go. Torre, you can go. Ronaldinho, you can go. I'll bring in Busquets. And, you know, wait, he just... Wait, 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 quickly. What do all those three names that you mentioned have in common? I don't, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, man. Yeah, yeah, me neither. <laughs> Carry on, Carry on. I mean, I'm going to be so... When I think about that, i <laughs> He basically says all the black people away. <laughs> I didn't say anything. You said it. I said I'm too friends with us. We all have a call. Yeah, but I mean, I, no, but what I'm saying, like, Rikard had the team. He had, you know, P.O. And what's Rikard's complexion? <laughs> I feel like that's by the by. I, 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 don't, I don't feel that part's necessarily too important. But the players, we can have a cover. But, but I'm just saying, like, that team was really good. And all he did is he, he sprinkled his sauce in there and uh, the addition of Busquets and what have you and – the, the, the idea that that team was going to win no matter who was there just because of the level of quality. The, the Busquets thing is the one thing I give him credit for. Like you have, you know, the best defensive midfielder of his generation and you decide to let Torre go. Like that's a good decision. Mm. Um, but then he, he wins what he wins and then he goes to a team. Now he doesn't know he's doing this, but he's going to a team that is eventually going to win a treble in Bayern Munich. And he mm. takes that team and he doesn't get even to a Champions League final. So you're looking at it like, I mean, you're obviously a proponent of this. Are you a great manager or are you just a good coach? And there's great a difference point. between the yeah. ability to manage a situation and the ability to make players better. There's there's no doubt that Pep system makes players better. Look at Sterling, for instance. People were all on his neck like three, four years ago. <laughs> and now he's gotten to that Pep system and he's one of the best players in the world, or the best wingers in the world, to be more specific. But is he a good manager? Like, does he manage situations well? Or maybe a better question is how many situations has he had to manage? And you would look at the teams that I've just outlined and you'd say not that many up until, as you say, his first season at City, which didn't go too well. And right now, which isn't going too high either. So it does give you question for pause like, hmm, (laughs) I hate to ask it, but (laughs) how good is Pep really? (laughs) And... (laughs) Uh, and obviously, I think that the, the answer to that is he's one of the 10 best coaches slash managers that we've seen in football. But if you want to nitpick at him, you can do it. And I think that's what we're seeing now because I don't think he's that likable. Cool pep. Yeah. So it, it means like Klopp is likable to me. Yeah. So if, even if there were questions about how good is Klopp really, it's like at the end of the day, I don't want to you know kick him while he's down. 
Pep, when he's like slapping his chest, I destroyed football. It's like if anything happens to where I can kind of kick you while you're down, yeah, I yeah, might yeah, just yeah. do it. And I think you know, that's I, I, I just think like like if there's one trait in human beings that just really has always annoyed me, it's it's arrogance. I just really, really dislike arrogance. That's why I've always had an issue with Chris, Christiana. Like I hate arrogance people, and, and I just hate arrogance in in, in people. And like I always had an inkling that you know Pep had a bit of arrogance about him, but that documentary just really fully exposed him. Because as you say, like, would if let's say Klopp had the success that Pep did, would Klopp ever say that? Even if Klopp said that, he'd say it with with humor. If Mourinho said it, he'd sort of say it in a kind of weird humor. But the way just uh, that, that just came about, I was like, oh my god. You're a really arrogant person, aren't you? You know, it's like it's like, like it's like he believes his own hype is essentially mm. like what it boils down to. Put yourself in his shoes. This is in Pep's defense. Mm. Your first year of management, you win the treble. First of all, that's insane already. You 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 win the treble. You win the treble, and your Barcelona team that you coach. All the writers, all the fans are saying this is perhaps one of the most dominant and best club sides that we've we've ever seen. So once that is your intro, like let's say he had like four or five years of like, you know, mid-table, seven, six, then he got success, then it'd be different. The first six, seven years of your management career, all you've known is success. You know, I think, what's it called? His first year at Man City was the first year ever he didn't win a single major trophy. That's crazy. Like, look at how many managers who go like years without winning a trophy, but they, they build themselves up, build themselves up, build themselves up, then they win a trophy. His, like, entrance was different. Mm. So that is why you say oh, you because like all I've known, all I've known is success. I haven't known anything but so- success. Hence, why if you even go back to this religion statement of like him saying this stuff, I think Pep doesn't know how to deal with management because he's never been in this situation. What should have happened is after that first year, Man City, maybe you have another tough second year. But literally, second year he just bounced back, won the league with hundred points. So not having to deal with sustained struggle. Ferguson, first few years as Man United, he had struggled and they almost sacked him. So not having sustained struggle means that when you're not dealt, dealt with a 14-point gap, you're like, oh my God, maybe our team is just crap. You don't even know how to pro- process it because you've never had to deal with this stuff on such a prolonged level. If Half Hope is the manager of Manchester City and you've got, you said, I think it was 198 in the last two seasons, Mm. And and now your team's fourteen points behind yeah. Liverpool. Mm. What would you say, given the results? What would you say is the problem then? What would I say in public, and what would I say in private? Two good questions. What I would say in public is, um, look, you know, um, we've, we've we've just not been at our best, but we have to just keep on going. But we have to just admit that we haven't been. We we know what level we can play at. And we've just made, and he even said we've just made too many mis- mistakes right now. But all we can do is just look to, to the ne- next game and just fix our mistakes. In private, I would be saying to myself that I just don't think this. Te- I, I, I I just don't think I can I can motivate this team as well as I can. As you said, these Liverpool guys just didn't drop off from last season. So we've because we had to push ourselves so much, and I had to push myself emotionally so much last season that. I just don't think we have that mental fortitude to keep on going like we can. And even what I'll say to my players, look, guys, let's just, we have to just try to, to keep on going. But they would know, and we know that we're just not in that mental space that we were at last season. Even from looking at, at City's games and them playing, it's one of those things because, like, especially because you see it's like in, in training, I always say, like, look, 60, 70% of the mental. Is, is 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 important then the other 30 percent is the physical and if in training you're not you, you don't have that kind of same kind of desire that you normally have it will it, it, it wouldn't be translated with results and effectiveness on, on the pitch so for so maybe pepper just hit a brick wall with this team that i've pushed them as far as i can i don't think i can push them any any further who who have they really added outside of rodri who did they add in the summer? Matt Clown Angelino. <laughs> Where did he come from? From his from, from his Spanish orphan. <laughs> they found him on the street of a Spanish orphan. Bro, bro, you bro, do you want to play football? Do you want to play? Okay, come. 
Come on, play. You don't play FIFA, but if you ever go to like um, if you do a career mode, which I'm doing now on the Patreon, and you go to like the um the youth academy and you get them to scout prospects that the computer generates, this guy looks like a computer generated prospect. The bald head. <laughs> The the shoes, like I'm just like who is like the tattoos. I'm like, who is this dude? Like <laughs> where did he come from? He just looks like Round a random creator player, like but anyway. Have you seen Marco Salato's Wikipedia page? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, was it you that did the edits? Plead the fifth dog. <laughs> That's wonderful. That is wonderful, man. And I hope it stays man. Shout out to Wikipedia, man. Okay, so okay, they they bought Rodri for sixty two million. They bought Cancelo for sixty. Rodri, really good buy, man. He's he's really good. He's Rodri's really good. And the rest of these guys, I mean, Angelino, six million from PSV. <laughs> um, they bought a an American goalkeeper for seven. They bought somebody from West Brom for four million. But they they were only really two big buys: Rodri and Cancelo. And in order to get Cancelo, I think they had to get rid of Danilo, I believe. So that doesn't really seem like a lot. I mean, it's 120 million, but it's wild, man. It's kind of the idea that like you didn't change anything that much. Um, no, no, that's why it's a, it's a mental coaching thing. I just think that I don't think he's he kind of like Sterling has just not been affected the last few few games. Silver is done. That's why it's his last season. Silver just is just he just just done. So. The idea that Mendy isn't playing because of Angelino or Angelino's playing because Pep doesn't like Mendy, that's interesting to me. Wait, wait, so, so, so do you think it's because he doesn't like him or because Mendy has just not, not been playing well? I think it's the, I think it's more the latter. I'm looking at their squad here, and the one name that stands out is Sané. I wonder if Sané plays, does he have any effect on this season? Huge, huge effect, but he hardly plays him, though. That's the thing. How many times would he actually be willing to bring him on? But yeah, if Leroy Sane was there, oh my gosh, he'd make a massive so, difference. So no Sane and no Laporte for an extended period. Laporte was huge. Laporte mm. was huge. That was the, that was the real big one. Man United, man. How good do you think Rashford is? How how, how would you rate Rashford? How about that? <laughs> Let's start there. How how would you rate Marcus Rashford? I think he's one of the better forwards in the Premier League. I don't have a ranking system. Upper tier two, upper tier three, whatever. <laughs> Stop dissing my 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 ranking. <laughs> I hate that shit. <laughs> Leave it to alone, man. It's walks, okay? It's walks. It's, it's maybe crazy, but it walks. It's but... not mine. It's not. It's yours, man. You do you do you. But yeah, I don't have a ranking system, so you know. I don't mean. So you'd call him world class, or no? I would. I don't think I'd go that far. This is his best season, though. Oh, for which... sure. But that's that was kind of to be expected once they sold Lukaku. Like they're giving him the reins of basically go get us the goals. So, but yeah, I would say he's one of the better forwards. You might have if you want to do like a tiered system. You might have you know Aguero, Kane, Vardy, and then maybe that tier below or that rung below. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so I especially say tier one is Kane, Aubameyang. See, Vardy's tier one for sure. But yeah, it'd be like Zaha, Rashford, probably Abraham. So yeah, I'd, like. I'm I'm not on this, you know, Rashford's trash thing. <laughs> All, the, the the only thing I question is out of ten goals, forty percent of them are penalties. There's there's a slight difference there. Like Abraham has all those goals, no penalties, because that's not what he does. Only team stick points of Liverpool, beats Tottenham, beats Chelsea, beats Man City. And what's it called? I think they're like eight points from top four. What do all of those teams have in common, have hope? They don't respect the Manchester United. And that's where it lets oh, yeah, them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point to me, basically, teams who sit back and everything. Yeah, teams that respect Manchester United have the capability of taking points from them. Maybe not easily, but they have that capability. The teams that don't respect Manchester United and are basically like, "Look, we're going to play how we play. We're going to try to keep the ball and create chances and be a more possession-based team." United and Ali, to his credit, is like, "Fine, y'all can do that. We're just going to play Daniel James, Jesse Lingard, Marcus Rashford, and Antonio Martial. We're just going to play all our fast guys." 4-4-2, and when we get the ball, we're just going to counter. And that it works well because they have fast players, and as we've kind of discussed, Rashford and especially Martial, if you give them a chance, they're deadly. If Daniel James was a little bit more seasoned, I feel like they would score a lot more goals, but I guess that, that will come in time. And they're doing this without Pogba, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, I, I would say Ali does well in big games, but that's because the other teams kind of play into their hands. 
And eventually, people would kind of clue in, like, maybe we should be the more defensive team and let Manchester United try to break us down and see what happens. But maybe maybe that would happen, maybe it wouldn't. I, you know, I mean, basically, basically, I was trying to play devil's advocate. I mean, basically, you are right, because it's like... Thank you, thank you. You have to know how to play on the counter-attack and how to play when a team sits behind you. Mm. I think United just don't have the player. What do you play as the player, which is just a crazy playmaker, to be able to pick and lock a team that sits I mean, back. they have Pogba, but you need more than that. Pogba is... No, no, no. See, the thing about Pogba is that he's a man of many different tools. So he can be the DM, the center and everything. You need a... Spe- he's not a specialist at right. a, being a number 10. You need a specialist. So you're thinking like an Ericsson or yeah. someone of, of that ilk that can just get the ball and just find a pass. Find guys, you know, ZH or something like that. Find, that kind of play, then boom. Hmm. And so they have that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I put that point that I said on Twitter, like, you know, Manchester United are good against big teams, but against the smaller teams in air quotes, um, they struggle. And that's why United fans got in my mentions and were like, that's why we need a, a central midfielder that can that can unlock teams. So I think I think that's a solid point. But it, I'm impressed nonetheless. I mean, they beat Spurs and, and City within days of each other. So credit to them. So so do you so do you if you had to put money in, do you see them making top four or Mm, I think that might be a that might be a bridge too far, bro. Look, the, look, it's wild, man. That's this season is. I mean, this is like, I okay. Look, we'll, we'll probably we have to obviously get up on to Leicester. I still think Leicester will drop off. They can't maintain this heat. Well, they can't maintain this heat for the whole for the whole season. They can't. I don't think. How, how would I put this? I think Leicester will fall off. I don't think they'll not get top four. If that makes sense, like Leicester will will fall off. But they will still get top four. So, so, so your top four is Liverpool, City, Leicester, Chelsea. Uh, no. <laughs> oh wow! So 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 so, so the Lambs and Chelsea are gonna go the fall off begins. <laughs> I, I, I my my top four as it currently stands, just kind of the way I see things, is Liverpool one, City two, because I think they'll rebound a bit. Mm. Leicester three, and I got Spurs in fourth. But what's the word? I'm hesitant to say anything really about Chelsea because I'm a jinx. <laughs> so take my opinion with a, like a grain of salt. Like I don't like putting expectations on like the club I kind of sort of support. So um, it is what wait, it is. Wait, but, the club you what? No, just say the club you support. Don't 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 put a little. Okay, compla. I'm a complicated Chelsea fan. <laughs> <laughs> Admit it, we don't like the club we support. <laughs> it is what it is. We don't like it. No, look, if, if we really liked the club we supported, we, we would just make this a Chelsea podcast and we would just talk about Chelsea nonstop. But really and truly, we like football more than we like Chelsea, so we don't, <laughs> so we don't talk about it. But <laughs> it was made me choke about you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, do you, do you want to talk about them? There's kind of a little bit to talk about in terms of oh, we, can, oh, we can get oh, into oh, Champions oh, League. Let me throw it away. Let me throw it away. Do you, because people have been sort of been mentioning this. Okay. Is this really the beginning of, okay, this is what we now expected of Chelsea this season? Like, oh. okay, the honeymoon um, um, time is over. They'll now start to really struggle now with like win, loss, win, loss, draw, win, loss, draw. You know what's interesting is the moment they start playing good teams, they lose. Or maybe not good teams. Obviously, like West Ham and Everton are like struggling. Mm. But in in name, you would say, oh, West Ham, London Derby, that should be a difficult match. Going to Goodison Park when they have a new manager, that should be an interesting match. They lose it. Obviously, they 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 take it out to City. But if if we could for a second, Chelsea had the six game winning streak. If you guys remember that in the Premier League, they beat Brighton, Southampton, Newcastle, Burnley, Watford, Crystal Palace. Not exactly murderer's role and then and then they played manchester city they lose they played liverpool they lose played leicester and sheffield two decent teams they drew obviously the the game against united in the at the beginning of the season they lost and everton recently so lampard got that boost after they lost to liverpool just because of the schedule but yeah it just seems when they play a a decent team they're probably going to struggle i i have one slight issue with the team though if, if I could get into it. And, oh, and people yeah. were kind of giving me shit about this opinion, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do, do, do you know how you call people essentially a brick? Like he's a brick? Like he's essentially a brick. Like he's useful, 
Mm. But essentially, he's a brick. I won't use the word brick with Mason Mount ah. because I, because no, it's it's not accurate. Like he's a good player, mm. but he's a problem. Like he's essentially a problem. Like I like him and I understand it, but he's essentially a problem. And I'll, and I'll say it this way: Lampard is playing four two three one to accommodate Mount in the number ten because Mount isn't really a central midfielder in that way. Like he can't play in the pivot. And he can't really play on the wing because he's not that way inclined. I don't think it's it, you know your point how you can play you can play a winger centrally, but you can't play a central player on the wing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it just messes with their brain. That's yeah. what Lampard does when he plays Mount on the wing. Like it gets a bit convoluted for him. I think so. Lampard loves the kid, and I understand why. I think he sees part of himself in him, and he sees the usefulness. He's good on the press. His technique's great. He's going to be all right on set pieces in terms of delivery and corners and whatnot. So I understand the functionality of having Mount in the team. This is getting a bit Chelsea nerdy, but let me finish. So he plays 4-2-3-1. So he can create that natural number 10 for the player that he likes. Mm. But Chelsea play best in 4-3-3 with Jorginho at the base, Kovacic and Kante as the two Mm. uh, central midfielders. And then you have the two wingers, whether it be Pedro, Pulisic, uh, Callum Hudson, Adoy, Willie, and those guys, and then obviously you have your focal point in Abraham, Giroud, if you want, Bashawai, if you want, but really Tammy Abraham. When you watch these games, it it doesn't have the same snap without Jorginho. Like I understand the idea that Conte and Kovacic, they are the probably the best pivot pairing, but do should you disrupt a team that works the way Chelsea were working and worked last season? Should you invert your midfield for Mason Mount? Like, does he really bring that much quality to the team where you would, instead of having kind of Regista role carrying that sorry tradition, you'd flip it? And oh, no, no, Mason Mount, like, like, like to me, it doesn't make sense because the team functions better when you have those two players like Conte and Kovacic who can both be box to box, can interchange in that way, but there's always that one person who can hold. Basically, no, no, basically, Mount started off really well. And I was like, oh, this, this kid looks really good. But he has obviously fallen out of form. And Lampard has to make the proper mature decision to say, as much as I like this kid, I can't just force him to play out of this bad form when there are very important games to to come. Mm. And you have to make the big boy decision that, as you said, you've got to roll with 4-3-3. And I think in an important game against Lille, in very key games in the Premier League, with Tottenham breathing down your necks, you have to keep it cool. And maybe we'll get to this if we, if we talk about Arsenal, Ozil, and Lundberg. Because mm. I was just myself, I would say, you know this player is, is, is not working. You know this player is not working. Why would you still play him? It is very different when we are watching from when you spend time with these players, you share jokes with these players, you have a special rapport with these players, you see them in training, you see what they do in training, you have like an interpersonal relationship with them. The way you view it is completely different. So once you're in that world, in your mind is like, oh my gosh, I like this kid. Look at what this kid has done in, in, in training. Oh, it's unlucky, but I know that this kid is trying. You will keep on trying because you feel like, nah, man, let me show faith and loyalty into a kid I have such a close connection with during training. It is very hard for them to take a step back and look at it at a macro level and be like, you know what? Blueprints, big, you know, big picture. It just doesn't work structurally. They are just looking at it on a micro level because you are spending so much time with these players. And I admit, it can be a very hard thing to do if there's a player you have a close connection with. We have to just say, "Bro, sorry, bench you." Boom. But that is what separates the really great managers from the okay ones, where you just screw whether I like this guy or not. Let's us just make the right decision and the right call strategically. But what's interesting is he doesn't have a problem benching Tamori. The idea that like Tamori and Zuma are Chelsea's best center back partnership, given that you know Rudiger's yeah, I mean, I mean, he's unhealthy, but like mounted the whites, man. So you know, it's, it's a whole white thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but but I think that no, it could just be a case of where he just remember Lampard was never a defender. Lampard was an attacking player. So I think Lampard would definitely have a close relationship with attacking players mm. than he would with defense players. So maybe he will understand more and be closer to Tammy Abraham, to Mount, and so all these guys, as opposed to like Itamori and everything. So yeah, because I, I remember there there were videos after training. It'll be like him, Mount, and Abraham, and mm. they'll just be like doing shooting drills and whatnot. Like they'll keep a goalkeeper like Caballero, whomever, and they'll mm. just do shooting drills. I say that to say I can see your point. Like, yeah. You're gonna so, have a closer report, and and that's why I say I feel like he sees himself in some ways in Mount, just kind of that 
number 10, kind of sort of number eight, who's mm-hmm. probably really intelligent and who can score goals. And like, so I think I feel like he wants to develop him. He had a season with him at Derby County, obviously. So there, there's that sense of loyalty that he has, but it's just like, well, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, you have a really good thing with Jorginho Conte Kovacic. That's what, but, but, but you see, Lampard has to realize that you're not Don't in a situation where you didn't think you were. I think if this season was supposed to go how everyone thought it would go, i.e. Chelsea maybe sixth, seventh, then you'd be like, okay, no, this is just the development process. It's a process, blah. But now you're in a decision where you can really get top four. Mm-hmm. Where now these now every game now really matters based on just how Arsenal United and how badly Tottenham started. So I don't think there is time to be like, okay, let's just get Mounts. No, pick the, the team that can win games because you can really get this top, top, top four. Mm. You know, so as I said, especially if you get top four, qualify for the next round of the of the Champions League, then it's like, unless you can really win the, the, the damn trophy, you have to sort of now maintain that top four to make sure you're in it next season. Arsenal broke their losing streak? Is that how we say this? Or like their unwinning streak? Because I guess they got points. I don't even know how to describe it, but they won their first time in, in, in 10 games. Do you give them credit or you just think West Ham are just kind of boo-boo? It's a bit of both, but I'm going to slightly give Arsenal the credit because most of them may be crap and they are crap. Arsenal are on a flipping, lo- on a flipping losing streak. True. Long back, this is his, you're coming in with a whole new manager and everything. That first half, I was like, these guys are done. These guys <laughs> are done. I was like, the Me body too. language was all wrong. Aubameyang just looked like he didn't want to be there. So I was like, how the hell do these guys turn things around from this first half? And also, who will get to was trash, useless, good for nothing player. So in the second half, maybe you actually now give credit to look bit of like Saints this guy look man, get in there, play faster. And the second half completely changed things around. And I think. That's why I sort of mentioned in my post-match that Martinelli, don't be hung up on experience. If a player is good enough, he's good enough. Even if he may be very young, it doesn't matter. There are players who are like who are really good young players, and players who are like, no, no, this guy's a really good good player. Like when I saw Martinelli in the Europe League, I was like, no, this guy's a good player. Put him in the senior team. <laughs> you know, like what's it called? Willock. No, this is a good player. Put him in the senior, senior team. And I think now, when you're looking at what he did scoring that that, that goal and looking good in the second half, Lacazette shouldn't get into the, the team. But I think he had no look. So for us, and I think credit to Lundberg because he was under a lot of pressure and everything. But the biggest reasons of Lundberg, slightly with the whole Mounts thing, or for what reason in the year of our Lord 2019 is also starting <laughs> any games for a professional? For a well, top. you see, I, I think it, it goes to the point that maybe we had against Manchester, that we had for Manchester United. Like maybe he thinks. We're Arsenal. These teams are going to defend. So I need somebody that can see a pass that nobody else can see. Maybe Ozo's just, maybe he hasn't played in so long or mm-hmm. he's lost a little bit. of He just looks kind of like a regular player now. No, but, 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 but see, 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 people keep saying that because I think I saw people like online saying, oh, no, Ozil has to play because he's a number 10. Can do this into number 10 because Ozil is the guy who can really pick passes. Cool. Cool. Great. Every midfield player has to be contributing to the team in some way because it is it is the heartbeat and it is the nucleus of your team. So if he isn't playmaking or creating, bring on Genduzi and then get your cre- creativity to, to be a combination of Aubameyang and Martinelli who can both create for each other. But at least your midfield is watertight. You don't think that maybe Lundberg sees like, I don't know, like Aubameyang is going to be Henri. And my Burke camp is going to be Ozil. And he just kind of like, yo, let's just put 10 and 14 up there. And let's just fill the pieces in around them. No, no, but, that, but, might, but, that might be what he sees. Like, I'm just going to try to recreate what no, 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 But you know what I think it is? I think it's... See, Ozil is really liked at Arsenal. Mm. And I think for Lundberg, he must have thought while Emery was around, man, you know, you're, you're being a bit harsh to Ozil, who, are, who, I, who I know has great ability and who's a really great guy. Mm. I think it would be harsh. You know what? So once he was not given the position, like, nah, man, I am going to give him a chance. Once I got the power, I'm going to give him the chance. Yeah, well, yeah. once I have the power, I'm going to give him the chance. I'm going to stay loyal. Even if he, it's, it's, even if he's paying blood and everything, I'm going to be loyal, be loyal. He's playing I'm, 90 minutes. Like, crazy. No, 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 I, don't think, I, don't, I don't even think Ozo wants to play 90 minutes. What is, no worse, what, what is worse, though? What is worse, though, is that I think Genduzi is probably one of Arsenal's best players. Me too. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm impressed every time I watch him. Even in even when he came on, 
Mm. It was just like he always looks for the forward pass. No, 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 and no. I but, love that. My thing is like one of how is one of your best players even sniffing the bench? It's one thing him okay be one of your best people. No, he is genuinely. If I'm talking one of Arsenal's best players, I'm thinking okay, Obama Yang, Genduzi. Then I'm okay. Then I'm not scratching my head because everybody else is inconsistent, <laughs> you know. But as far as consistent performance, I just think Obama Yang, Genduzi. Mm. So if you're Genduzi, you're like, wait, what the hell have I done to be on the bench? Leno's been pretty good as well. Yeah, see, 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 Leno will be now my third. So, but if you're Genduzi, you'll be like, wait, what the hell have I done to be on, on the bench? So I'm I'm only on the bench because you, you just like this dude. <laughs> well, Nick, well, see, I don't I don't even think it's Ozil that's the kind of what would it be the 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 guy that's taking Guendouzi's place. It's like where Jaka, where's where's he come from now, bro? Like, wasn't he just like, wasn't wasn't he mad at the fans like two months ago and like they wanted him out, like they stripped him of his captaincy, and I can't get in the team over that over him. Uh, have have you seen? The the links with um what's the guy that was at Valencia, Marcelino Arsenal could be looking at him. Gets or... Rafa Benitez gets Rafa bloody Benitez. Bro. I saw Rafa Benitez was on um Monday Night Sky Football. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Monday Night Football. He was breaking down the the Liverpool system and how you know you have to kind of there's space behind their fullbacks and if you can get the ball in, into that space you can have some joy but. The fullbacks are really fast, so they can recover. Like you know, he's just kind of giving people some tidbits. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you're a Liverpool guy. Stop giving away the secrets, man. <laughs> on on national TV. But yeah, in any event, he does look like somebody, as everyone knows, he is. Like, yo, this is a he's a tactical guy, and he can bring you structure in a game plan. Yeah. So if Arsenal, if their higher ups are looking at it, it's like, hey, let's try it. And I don't even think I don't think Arsenal fans would be that mad. It was just like it makes sense, even if only till the end of the season, because he did the same thing with Chelsea, if you remember. When um, who was it? Who got sacked? Um, it was Vias Boas, Di Matteo. When Di Matteo got sacked in 2012-13, they got rid of him. They brought in Robert. Yeah, and he, he won the Europa. Didn't he, he? he won the Europa League. He brought structure to the team. He put David Luiz in midfield, which I thought was a masterstroke decision, which he could do at Arsenal if he really felt like it. Yeah. Which would make sense in some ways. Like it's not the worst idea. And if he's in London already, you might be right. Maybe he is. Like I would rather get eight million and manage Arsenal than get twelve million and manage Shanghai Shenhua, wherever he's at. No, no disrespect to the Chinese league. You just, you just disrespected him there. So. <laughs> I, I know Shanghai Shenhua because Anelka and Drogba played there. So, um, anything else in the Premier League that we need to touch? No, I don't think so. Hit the biggest points. Um. Okay. So you wanted Bundesliga? It's tight. Very tight. Damn tight. tight. It's it's nice to see a competitive league, isn't it? Yeah. No. No. It is, man. It's like, what's gonna happen? I don't know. That's fun. Instead of oh, Liverpool are gonna win. Cool. PSG are gonna win. Cool. Barcelona are gonna win. Cool. Juve, Inter. Maybe some questions there. But (laughs) well, I, I guess we'll we'll touch sorry in a bit. But yeah, Bundesliga, man. Gladback beat Bayern Munich with like I think it was a late penalty. Javi, yeah, Javi Martinez. Javi Martinez got a got sent off and whatnot. Your prognostication? I see every, most people are picking Leipzig. But you know how crazy that is. You know Nagelsmann is younger than me. What? When's he born? Eighty-eight. He was born in eighty-seven. So he's thirty-four. That yeah, is crazy. He's our age. That's not good. <laughs> you know how crazy that is to be like a manager at basically. He's like, I think he's, he's like 30, as, he's 32 as, as Messi. It's like Messi being a manager now. He's the same age as Messi. And he's been a manager for a while. Like he was yeah, at Oppenheim yeah. for a minute. Yeah. Damn. Crazy. That is insane. That's why it is so good to watch the Bundesliga this season because any team can get it. Munchen, <laughs> any team can get it because it's like Dortmund. Because I think the, the key thing, Bunny, you know, the Adrian Broner, where he's like a Mexican, Puerto Rican, African, <laughs> anybody can get it. That guy is good with his mouth, not so good with his fists. But anyway, yeah, anybody can get it, is what you were saying. But yeah, no, no, I think it just makes things much more exciting. It's like, wow, a season where like five guys are actually in, in the title race, that's that's really exciting, where everybody's beating everybody. Like, it's so refreshing to see that. Who did Liverpool play? Was it Watford? Wait, you mean over the weekend? Yeah. In Bournemouth? In, in Bournemouth? Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah. Was. Liverpool were playing Bournemouth, and I was watching it. I was like, why am I watching this? 
<laughs> because at the same time, Munch and Gladbach were playing uh, Bayern Munich. So I switched right at the end when the penalty went in. So I was like, oh, oh wow. so it's 2-1. Can they hang on? Nothing really happened, and they did. So when you say it's good to watch the Bundesliga, I felt myself doing that, but like too late almost. Mm. I was like, yo, why am I watching Liverpool Bournemouth? When there's a big game on in Germany, like yeah. don't, be a, don't be a Premier League merchant, Daniel. Like <laughs> ex, ex, expand your horizons, you know. <laughs> Go watch Germany. But I caught like the last five minutes or so because of extra time. But I'm, I'm trying to be better with that, especially this season. Like if you got like ESPN Plus or whatever your package is, Eleven Sports or whatever you got, like try try to watch more than the Premier League. And mm, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So what happened? Ah, Roma played Inter Milan. They drew. And people were like, up, oh, that's the slip up for Juventus to go back to the top. And sorry, took an L, man. His first L of the season. And I guess Inter extended their lead from one wait, to wait, Let me ask you this question. I, I want to pose this question to you. Oh, boy. Let's say you're Ag- Agnelli. He's the mm-hmm. Juventus um, presence, I believe. Yep. Let's say end of the season, Juventus come four. Let me even go even further. Let's go even further. Juventus come fifth. You know what? Let's say Juventus comes sixth. They come sixth at the end of the Serie A season and they win the Champions League. Do you sack Sarri? So they finish sixth and they win the Champions League. Do you sack Sarri? What is your number though? Like, okay, let's let's say they win the Champions League but they finish 12th. You still don't care? No, I don't, I don't care. Because <laughs> you, you know why? I'm like, first off, this is what we've been craving for. And by winning it, you're already you already automatically qualified for the next round by being the winners, which yeah. I believe is still in effect. Whatever place finish, as long as you win it, you will automatically be in there. So my thing is that okay, cool. Oh my god, we didn't win it nine times in a row. Oh okay, geez. Oh, oh my god, you delivered us what the trophy that we've always wanted. You know, that's why Cristiano didn't come here to win your title. He can go and pick up his Serie A Player of the Year award. He, Cristiano was here for that Champions League. So 12th, 13th, I don't give a damn. As long as you won that Champions League, bro. What Do you good? want that? Like if Ronaldo that. won Juventus the Champions League, like would you personally want that? No, hell no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I was Wait, just no, thinking like, yo, like don't, don't, don't advocate for this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just going to be objective. No, if it's me, no. I, I don't want him to win anything. No, no, no way. If, no, but I'm just saying, like, imagine like Cristiano actually won Juve the Champions Like he's been asked apparently. But imagine if he just, you know, Champions League Cristiano just shows up and, okay, I'm going to start scoring a brace every game. And he gets them to the final and he scores, like, two, three goals in the final and wins it against, like, Liverpool or PSG or whoever the case may be. Like, yo, that would be a really good story. Buffon would get his Champions League. <laughs> Cristiano oh, would win it for him. You see, Buffon, <laughs> Buffon doesn't, doesn't deserve it, man. Yo, if you ain't got to the final, do you think they start Buffon? They it would know. be sick if they did, but that I feel like I, I feel like Chesney, they no, would no, do Chesney it. Should sue. Chesney should should sue. He should take them to a court for sure. No, wait, imagine if you they get to the final and they start both form. I think if that happens, I don't Chesney think it's that far fetched. I feel like like he might. Sorry, might just be like, all right, Buffon, do you have one more in you? And Buffon's like, I got one more in me. That would <laughs> Let me go in on top, coach. <laughs> and sorry, sorry, takes a puff of his cigarette. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and he writes his name down on the board, and then they go out and they they probably lose. But it, imagine if he like had one of those games where they say, like, you know, he stood on his head and he made like five fantastic saves. And no, but then if that happened, he'd go play the Euros and then ruin it again. <sighs> Buffon, man. <laughs> He's he's a legend still. You know, I I went on your website and I noticed Buffon's not in the horsemen, the legends, the greats. Like, did you take his picture off? No, 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 no. What's it called? Um, you can only be in that Hall of Fame after you retire. Especially if you look, Uh, all those players are are, are retired. Okay, cool. He's just been around so long. I figured he might be in there. But oh, is is he gonna be in there somewhere? Bro, at this race, man, I'm not much. I'm I'm not sure, (laughs) man. You can't use two seasons against them. All right. Um, let's let's go to these questions. In the meantime, on a scale of one to ten, how worried are you about the Leo game? Who is this from? No, this is my question while I'm looking up um oh. the, the Twitter questions. So I'm just trying to burn um, time. 
Nine. We can do like some small Champions League. So how scared are you? A nine. Yeah. So you have one point, bro. That's that's why I'm scared. <laughs> because like if Chelsea somehow screw this up, it would be a disaster. You can't because call Victor Osiman's representation like, hey, my Niger boy. <laughs> like, it's, and I think you know, score you know, don't go, bro. You know what? You know what the worst thing will be if it's like it's one-one sticky. Chelsea sort of like hanging on trying to give their their ninety-fifth minutes. Victor Osiman scores like a flipping header. Ninety-fifth minutes. So on. Now that would be sick. Are you and forward gonna watch the game together? Well, well, yeah, well, he, well, he, he said he'll be here for the live stream. So yeah, so, so, so it's gonna be. So y'all are gonna be conflicted or not? Nah, like no conflict. If 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 Osiman gets like a brace and Chelsea lose two one, it's like ah, we lost, but our guy, you know. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean, I think based on how I've I've, I've held my neck out about Champions League semis, <laughs> semis Chelsea, no, no, Chelsea in the Europa League would be would be a nightmare, bro. That would be a horrible. Did, have you ever specified what semis? What do you mean? Like, no, Champions League semis. No, but if you say semis minimum, I was talking about Europa League. <laughs> That's the whole. <laughs> no, 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 was, no, 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 don't do that. That that would be shameless. All right, we've got the questions pulled up. Some of these guys, come on, man. From Mason Boris, Arsenal fan. Can Freddie Lundberg pull a Guardiola and be a successful manager? I remember Pep lost his no. first ever game as a manager. Freddie deserves way more time. Than people want to seem to give him, in my opinion, nothing could be worse than the last couple of months of Emery's reign. Anyways, so can Freddie pull a pep and be successful? No, <laughs> not at Arsenal. Like I would like to see Freddie like go to Sweden or Finland or Norway and manage a team there, and then like Malmo or somebody. And then, you know, build your resume, go to do what Rodgers did, go to, like, some Celtic or Rangers or Ajax or wherever, and build yourself up that way. Like, taking over an arsenal in turmoil seems like a dangerous recipe to get yourself a new job. From Snorino. Whoa! (laughs) Can Rashford keep up this world-class form? And does he have a high potential? Um, Can he keep up the... I don't think any player can keep up form because I feel like everybody will eventually dip. Yeah. Even or, Messi. Or maintain, you know, maintain. Even if you go drop it on, you're sort of still. Even Messi that. doesn't score every game. So can you maintain the world-class form? No. But does he have high potential? Yes. Yeah. So something is in there, but I think he needs a better coach to realize that. And I think Solskjaer is that dude. Yep. Um, from Packed Mouths, is Pep a victim of his own success? Only he could win the Prem with 100 points and achieve what he's done in the past decade. But the second he has a bad spell, clowns like LL will instantly be calling him a fraud and all sorts of blasphemy while giving zero actual in-game analysis. <laughs> yeah, that must be a hash. It's be a hash. Come on, bro. I feel like he used all the characters Twitter allows to ask that as well. It's like four lines, no no spaces. I'm like, okay, he had something to say. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, is Pep a victim? Pep is a victim of his own success. That's that's a fact. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, we just no wait wait. We just we just touched it to like he you you came into success in your first season, right? Crazy success, the best success you can achieve in trouble. So you set such a high bar for your, high bar that anything less than that, people are like, oh my god, geez, are you really so? It's weird, man. Is it is yeah. So I think yeah, you're a victim of the very, very high benchmark you set. Mm. And lastly, from Blue at CFC underscore up, who's the bigger threat to the current top four, Spurs or Manchester United? Another question, why can United beat City and Spurs but can't beat Villa or Sheffield? I, th- I feel like we touched that last no, week. Um, but who's the bigger threat to top four, Tottenham or Manchester United? I say Spurs. I say Spurs as well. Consistency. I, I think Mourinho can get Spurs to be consistent, more consistent than I think Ole can. You think like the there are structural problems at Manchester United that I don't think can be fixed in a short span of time. Meaning their defense is still kind of shaky. Their midfield without Pogba, maybe it's functional with McTominay and Fred now, but there's still question marks there. There's no real question marks about the Spurs squad other than their commitment to playing for the club. And if Mourinho comes in, which he has done, and got a response, they beat Burnley 5-0. We didn't even talk about the Sun goal, which was amazing. Mm. Like, 
there's no real question marks there other than just, as I said, commitment. Well, wait, 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 come on, Burnley, man. Come on, give me like some credit for bro. Burnley, man. What the hell? <laughs> do you know, do you know, at a point, he ran through four players in a row. I was like, I was like no. come on, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. This is the point I wanted to say, but I didn't want to type it out because I didn't want this to be permanent. <laughs> So if you make it, I don't know, 50 minutes into the podcast, this is your blessing. The idea that I don't think Burnley field any black players. So Sun, <laughs> so Sun starts sprinting, and I'm looking at the team. Okay, okay, okay. But who can catch him? Like so there's fullbacks that Burnley have, and they start running. Like I think they realize what's going on. But when they like reach their top speed, Sun has another gear that they don't have. So I'm like, this is what they get for playing like their Brexit lineup. <laughs> and having like, I, I know people make fun of like pace and power, but like <laughs> they have no. Sometimes like, you need that pace of power, man. Sometimes you need that pace of power. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, yeah, I, I never actually viewed it that way, man. What the hell? Like, who's gonna catch this dude? <laughs> and it, and I, I saw people like they were Arsenal fans talking shit. Like, you know, that's that's the goal y'all are talking about. He took the ball from his own box. You you have no right, no license Wait. to score. Did so, you, do, do you remember George Ware's goal for AC Milan against Lecce? Was it? I think it was. I can't remember. I don't know what it was Lecce, but like it was literally from a corner kick in his own box. Like Sun was just out of the box. Where this was from in his own box. Stupid. Those goals are really good. Like um, obviously the the Maradona one against England. Mm. I think Messi against Getafe. Yeah. Those kind of individual. I'm taking the ball and I'm going the whole way. Like those are really fun. Listen, um, I, th- I think Oiran o- for Saudi Arabia and USA 994 is another one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I have to look it up. But you you do just kind of question the Burnley marking though. But I think all of those goals are like y'all couldn't stop him. Like the England, yeah, like England Maradona, like you couldn't just foul him. Yeah, foul you. I'm fouling you. There is no way I'm allowing you to run the length of the, of the pitch. I'm, I'm it's just a yellow him. card. Like yeah, I'm rather get a yellow that. card than be embarrassed. You know. Thank everybody for the questions. The tweet for questions goes out every Monday. So uh, remember to follow us on Twitter. And when we ask for your questions, if you've got something, ask us. And uh, we'll try to get through it. Yeah, we got our Patreon. We got to do our extra. So that'll be coming up soon. What are we going to talk about? You want to talk about like AJ against uh, Ruiz? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah so maybe. We'll, we'll talk some boxing. The Bond trailer came out. We can talk about that. Wonder yeah. Woman trailer came out. We might talk oh, about that. I'm at Daniel to look. Have hope. Where can people find you? Find your boy, um, have a football.com on Spotify. Give us a follow. If you're listening on um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. What are you doing? Leave us a five star review and uh, we will read it on the show. Talking Texas podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.